Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 72. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another weekly installment of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. That's right. Eric is back after a two-week hiatus. We'll talk a little bit more about that and all kinds of other wonderful things going on in the world of social media right now. Eric, it seems like forever since I've last heard your voice. Where it's have been you year. been? It's or been it was since last, last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have been off. I I was off work from my day job and I decided to take off from all the other jobs as well. <laughs> and it worked out nicely. Um I and this was not just a social media fast as much as it was me trying to st- I I made the the one allowance for email and I would check it Two times a day, one in the morning and then one in the evening. Okay. And now, that's what I did. Now, I, I do know that you listen to some podcasts while I you did, were- but you know what? I don't, we could get into this argument and it doesn't really matter to me, but I don't count podcast consumption as social media. I count it as like entertainment. Okay. You know, and I already had a bunch of stuff on my iPod anyway, and so whatever. Gotcha. But it, it was the, the alternative to listening to music. Well, there you go. The, and of course, we know that having control and being able to listen to what you want, when you want, where you want is the uh, is the way to go when you have time to listen to things. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the question I have for you: what, what what prompted this? Why did you want to? Why did you want to kind of like escape the world in which you live in for two weeks? Well, I mean, I can tell you this. First off, there was a per- there's a person I know. Uh, his name's Kyle Lacey. He lives in Indianapolis. He wrote the book Twitter Marketing for Dummies. And back, I don't know, March or April of last year, and it somehow stuck in my mind. He mentioned that every year around Christmas time, he will take like two to three weeks off of work, get out of town, and unplug from you know any way to contact him other than cell phone number. And I thought, you know what? There's something appealing about that, but I don't know why. And so as time got closer and I realized I was going to be able to schedule a really good chunk of time, just downtime, some, some big old margin, I thought, you know what? I want to really invest in, uh, it was my daughter's first Christmas break from school because she's in kindergarten this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I want to really make this a fun time for her. So we really did. Like I, we, she and I sat down and we made a, a simple uh, text note where I could sync it to everywhere saying, okay. Over Christmas break, what's our fun to do list? What do we want to do while we're you know we mark down you know sledding and having hot cocoa and you know tons of different things and we one by one just started checking them off day by day and it was just like I don't want to give her the impression that there's anything going on over Christmas break other than her and me and my wife having fun. Okay, gotcha. So I just basically said, you know what? Nobody else. I mean, well, other than like family family phone calls and you know for a couple emergency emails or emails from family or whatever, which is why I made that one allowance. Um, I just say, you know what? I want to slow down. I want to breathe. I don't want to think about, you know, what's going on out in the world so much as what's going on in my house. Very cool. It worked out really well. And I would do it again, 
but I don't know that I would need to fully unplug. I would just mark off time, which is, it was good for me to do the full on, you know, almost full on. Cause again, email, uh, unplug to be able to step back into it and have more balance. That's awesome. So, well, I'm very glad to, what, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I, I did a, I did some involuntary unplugging and, and, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I also came back with a complete reset and, and new focus moving forward in 2011, which if anybody's interested, you could go to pursuingabalancedlife.com and check out episode 485. It was the very first podcast episode recorded and, and released here at gspn.tv in 2011. So uh, again, that's f- episode 485. Talks a little bit about my reset. So very glad to have you back. Uh, we missed you. We had two wonderful shows. Uh, we had a... Those, and it was really good. For, I got to say, thank you so much to... Uh, Chris Biting and Justin Lucas Savage because I really enjoyed both those shows where they stepped in. Well, it, 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 they, both of them went extremely well, and uh, we had a spirited debate over net neutrality <laughs> and had some great discussion about how businesses really can uh, benefit by using social media. So I yep. missed you, but the content was still good. Well, I'm here back for the long haul. All right. So let's, we've got lots of stuff to cover here today. So let's talk with our, about our first story. Uh, what do you think about Congress opening up, uh, their, their session with streaming it live on Facebook? Well, I got to say that, uh, you know, obviously I'm not one to go talking into political stuff, even though we have a few stories that kind of touch on that today, but I think it's just a first, it's more monumental for the fact that it's Facebook then people can just log into their Facebook account or go to the Facebook page for this. And this wasn't this, I think this was yesterday on Wednesday and just look and see them have the live cameras open and all that. And it's streaming on Facebook. It's not necessarily on, you know, CNN, Fox news or whatever, although it may have been, I don't know. Um, but they, that you can go to Facebook and stream live events. is just becoming more and more prevalent. I mean, that's where Facebook has been making their, you know, Steve note, announcements basically yeah the past couple times they've done it it's it's been through you go watch it on facebook yeah so some interesting things i i think yeah the the interesting thing is what this means uh to media consumption and a way of reaching an audience the you know obviously youtube is working on live streaming bringing live streaming they're testing it out and beta testing it and stuff and now Facebook is doing a lot of this. Now, this is normally for their own stuff or for big events. But, um, you know, obviously, we've been using Ustream.tv for our live stuff uh, for GSPN.tv on Thursdays. Uh, I've had the uh, privilege of using StickCam before. I, I, I prefer Ustream. Uh, I've tried Justin.tv before, and, and I prefer Ustream. The only thing is, though, is that uh, you know I'm not a fan of of the big, huge advertisements that's happening on UStream by default for many people. So, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm looking for other alternatives. If if you know there is a free, non ad supported, you know, alternative to streaming live content to the web, and I wonder if if maybe this is a hint of what might be in the future, where you could actually stream yourself live to your social network. Yeah, straight to Facebook. You'd go to your Facebook fan page and you're, you'd click on a tab and you'd be right there with the live stream. Yeah. The I only, see it happening. I see it happening too. The only thing is though, is I don't know if a brand such as mine, if Facebook were to offer me 
live video streaming on my fan page, I don't know if I want to actually limit myself to people who use Facebook. Because, like, for example, right now we're using a, a program called Chatroll. That's C-H-A-T-R-O-L-L dot com if you're interested in checking it out. Uh, tell them you heard about it from uh, GSPN. That'd be great. But anyway, um, you know, I'm using a service called Chatroll, which allows you to f- log in with your Facebook ID if you want to. And uh, there are several people. Um, usually we have somewhere between 40 and 60 people at a time. Uh, actually, 20 and 60 people because we have 21 right now. But uh, we'll, we'll have somewhere between 40 and 60 people later today. And when those people are logged in, about, I'd say about 20% of them uh, will make a conscious decision not to log in with their Facebook account. Yeah, and well, and I consciously do with my Facebook account because I want people, you know, if if we're if I'm attending a live show, that's not this one, obviously. Um, I want people to be able to say who is that guy and click and find my Facebook page and know more about me. Right, and I have my privacy settings set up to the point where I like them. So. So the the thing is though is I I wonder if if like for example that became available uh, obviously the question is then could I actually take the you know the Facebook live of course I'm just speculating I don't know that Facebook is even planning this but it just seems like I mean they've got the money they got the resources uh, we're going to talk a little bit about more money and resources additional money and resources they're going to have um but it just seems like they have the the funds to really carry this off and it just seems you know they're all about what did, what what does mark keep saying he keeps saying it's all about sharing who you are with your social network right and and i mean photos are huge and not you know status updates are huge i mean the next big thing with everybody having you know handheld devices with a front facing camera i mean sharing yourself live right oh yeah and and to be honest is because a lot of people are talking about the whole you know facebook versus google thing YouTube is Google's, so Facebook needs to kind of step in and do their own version of the live streaming that YouTube's trying to to work on. Right. So anyway, so I, I'm thinking this might be a possible in maybe even within the next year that we might see two services offering us a valuable alternative to the UStream.tv, the Stickem, and the um, Justin.tv's of the world, and with uh, having either YouTube or and my prediction, uh, a Facebook sh- live streaming of yourself to the to the world, you, your business, your brand, whatever the case may be. Uh, obviously, they're doing it for the big, you know, big things like Congress and you know uh, their own events where they're you know interviewing former presidents. I think we're about ready to see something in the within the next year or so uh, where we'll be able to start doing this on our own. I agree, and I think we'll probably see it sometime this year. You think it'll be this year? I do. I think before this year's out, I think we will see some other major social on-the-go video sharing possibilities where you can broadcast like that. Yeah, it just seems it just seems crazy to me that a company like Justin.tv, Ustream.tv, and Stickcam.com, that those three companies as little tiny... I mean, they started out as little tiny startups. Well, maybe not little mm-hmm. tiny startups. They started out as medium-sized startups and and have grown to be what they are today and you've got a company like facebook and like youtube who have the funds and the resources to make this thing happen in a big way uh, it just seems like it, it's inevitable i th- i guarantee you this they're working on it <laughs> yeah 
Very Whether cool. we see it this year or not, I hope it happens, but and I think it will. All right, so Golden Sa- Goldman Sachs invest four hundred fifty million dollars in Facebook, so they got some new, they got some extra bling happening over there. Yeah, that's like almost a million per user if you think about it. Yeah, is I that, mean, because oh, they're wow, that is. So, I never so thought of Goldman, it that way. I know, Dude, right? It's like, it's like so. Facebook, Facebook could could invest a million dollars in anything I want. They could invest a million dollars on me. That is awesome. So there you go. I mean, who if, is Goldman if, Sachs? By the way, I have no well, idea who these people are. I, I, I don't know either. All but, the time. Yeah, they're they're just a large. I thought they were a department store or something where you could go and buy clothes, but I guess not. They're one of those really large Wall Street, uh, you know basically investment type places. So, all right, well, I'm going to Goldman. I'm going to, it says here is a global investment banking and securities firm, which engages in the investment banking securities, investment management and other financial services, primarily with institutional clients was founded in 1869 and is headquartered in wall street. Uh, let's see here. They have additional office. They, okay. So the firm provides mergers and acquisitions advice, underwriting services, asset management, and prime brokerage to its clients, which include corporations, governments, and individuals. The firm also engages in proprietary trading and private equity deals and is a primary dealer in the United States Treasury security market. All right. So obviously they are not in your department store over at the local mall. So there you go. Let's just see how much I know about how our economy works. Right. (laughs) I'm just kidding, you know. I'm not that clueless, but... Well, and part Almost of the deal with this that, halfway that clueless, but yeah. part of the deal and, and some of the people have been speculating that part of the deal with this is that by putting that 450 million into Facebook, they're br- helping bring Facebook out to a public IPO Yeah, to so, where you could buy stock in Facebook. And you know what? I would consider doing it. Yeah, I think so at this point. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things they're doing, they say here is that they're also setting up a special purpose vehicle so that high net worth clients can invest in Facebook. And so that's aside from the 450 million right now. Yeah. And they're expected to get another 1.5 billion from those clients. Yeah. I think what we, I think what I see in the future here, and if I, if I had to predict anything is a PayPal competitor. I could see that when you have somebody like Goldman Sachs, um, coming into the ring, you know, when we're talking about United States treasury and all this other stuff, this seems to me like, and especially the fact that, you know, with their, their focus on banking and the industry and, and stuff like that, I think what we see is the potential of, of having, you know, Facebook as an exchange of, of, of a way of exchanging and accepting and, and trading money. And so you could possibly, I could see like a PayPal-like service coming from face, Facebook. Yeah, especially for use in the uh, Zynga world. Or connection or, with Facebook, but well, that's just the starting. Well, the thing is, is, is I mean, w- even in my business, let's just say you just you know, hired me to consult with you, and you owe me a uh, you know three hundred dollars. Well, it's like hey, I can just pay you via Facebook. If that's okay. I tell you what, I mean, in the past, I've had problems with with PayPal, so I would welcome a new version of that the online payment way to do that. To be honest, that's so funny you say that. You know, I I have used PayPal since PayPal first started. You know, I, matter of fact, I remember the day where every time I 
uh, referred somebody and they signed up for PayPal that I got $10 for every person they signed up. And I made like $200 in signing people up for PayPal. All I needed to do was to get them to go in and put their credit card on file. And as right. as I get $10 for each time somebody did that. And it was just like crazy. Um, but so I've been with them ever since I have, and I've used them on, I've used them on eBay. I've used them, uh, well, exclusively for my business. And now my, even even my credit card payments are coming through there. Never once have I had a single problem. And I, I probably transact somewhere between 10 to $15,000 a month through PayPal. Yeah. And, and not a single, not a single issue. And I think I'm thinking more along the lines of the cup, the two or three times that I've either gotten burned by somebody through eBay than where PayPal didn't step in like I thought they were supposed to, and, and you know maybe it's just my expectation was wrong. Uh, so, yeah. But it just felt like, yay, middleman, you couldn't stop my money from going somewhere before the anyway, anyway, right. right. Well, okay. So anyway, the, but the, the anyway, uh, the possibility I think of Facebook in the future, it, what we see it today, I think Facebook's going to be looking like a completely different company and service, but it's still going to have a lot of what it has today, but it's going to just offer so much more. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just amazing. I I think I think Facebook is I, I, you know, I, I'm starting to understand where where Leo Laporte, uh, a good friend, well, not good friend, but anyway, somebody I look to a lot and listen to a lot of his content. But uh, I'm starting to understand his concern for the the size of Facebook and everything that it's it's accomplishing with the amount of information they have about people's private lives. Right. I think it'll be interesting to come this time next year or or late this year, say, you know, November, December, see where Facebook has gone to from this point forward. Eric, do you put a lot of personal information on your Facebook profile? Like, you know, the information about you is your phone number, your email address and all that other stuff on there? No. Date of birth? I do uh, date of birth, but not year. Uh-huh. Just so that people can see when my birthday is and wish me happy birthday. I'm the same exact way. I, I dude, I, I, put as little information in there as possible. And, and in fact, I think even my city state is actually Northern slash Kentucky, you know, as if there was a city called Northern in Kentucky. Right. So, um, but yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't like the idea of putting my phone number and all that other stuff in Google. I, I just don't want it there. Now I have my email address there, but man, I, I'll tell anybody in the world, my email address, that's no yeah. problem at all. Cause I can block you once you send me spam. Exactly. Exactly. But not that I, I, I know what spam is cause I but, use Gmail, but I'm surprised at the number of people who are willing to put in, you know, just everything about themselves, their address and, and their phone numbers and, and just, just everything. Yeah, folks, if, if, if I had any recommendation to you, if you've got a lot of personal information that you don't want open to the entire world, then I would recommend taking it off. I don't care what your privacy settings are. Well, and actually, this is something I'd like to get some feedback on. So if you're a listener of this, uh, send us some voicemail or some email or whatever, just some feedback on where do you draw the line as to what you're willing to put on Facebook, whether that with in regards to content as well as contact information. Right. I really want to know. I, I love what Chris just said in the chat room. He says everyone should get a 900 number and just make money on all this phone spamming. That would be hilarious. That would be great. I'm doing it right now. No, That's a great idea, actually. 
<laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Uh, but yeah, give us a call on your on our voicemail feedback hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 859-795-4067. We'll give you that number again at the end of the show or you can back up the recording uh, a couple seconds there if you want to go grab it. But anyway, uh, yeah, leave us some feedback. We want to hear uh, what is it that you're willing to share and not share on Facebook or or do you share everything but you just have a such a small group of people and you're okay with that, and you feel comfortable with their privacy settings. We we want to hear what you think. So Good I hear topic. I hear Justin Bieber is more influential than Barack Obama, at least the industry standard in understanding influence in the world, aka clout.com. Bieber's got clout. Bieber's got clout, and more clout than the president. What do you think about yeah. this? What's what's the story saying? Ultimately, what they're saying in the story, and this is actually from Clout's blog themselves, so you can you can check that out yourself. And I always find it interesting to see what Clout themselves are saying about influence. So I am subscribed to this blog. Um, Clout is basically saying that Justin Bieber uses his online presence more effectively than Barack Obama does to get the to use the. Uh, Oh, how do they word it? They say to basically rally his followers to do certain actions. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to agree with it. I mean, obviously we know that, you know, wh- whatever your slant on politics is, Barack Obama is in the place of power to have more authority. But I think that when it comes down to the, you know, grassroots kind of, influencing people to click here or send in money or do this or that Justin Bieber's account. Yeah, probably has more influence that way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just because he uses it. I mean, right. I think it's an, I mean, I think to be honest with you, the, the the whole title and the whole, everything is just link bait to to bring people in because I mean, that's, it's just not right to even suggest it to. I mean, of course he's got more, more influence over his use of social media because he's using the social media himself, you know, right. but, but I'd tell you what, all, all Barack Obama needs to do is to say, you know what, for the next 30 days, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I'm going to interact with my community, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> world, right. <laughs> with, you know, on, on, on Twitter. And, and as soon as that gets out, I guarantee the, his clout will be, I mean, they don't, they don't have enough numbers to give the clout that the president of the United States, it's just, yeah. it's just stupid. You know what clout? I, I like you even less now than I did before. There you go. I haven't seen my number and not that I'm looking, but I have not seen my number change at all since they started doing the daily revamp where it checks it once a day. Yeah. So I just don't pay attention to it. Um, I check it out just because I like to see what they're saying about my clout and uh, my clout's actually decreased and, and I'm interacting more and I'm getting, I'm, I, I believe I'm having more influence based upon the type of uh, at responses I get back and the retweets I see. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm having more, I'm actually, I've actually been trying to do things that might like bump my clout score. And I'm actually, I have no doubt that, that I'm becoming more of an influence than I was prior. And guess what? It's actually reduced my clout score. So, And you're seeing a return on your investment. I'm seeing a major return on my investment for my, my you know, trying to invest. So, yeah. 
So I, but but the whole is Justin Bieber really more influential? What a stupid title! <laughs> that's Ooh, like saying it says "click the- me, click me." You have to read what we're having to say here. That's Although, like saying, uh, "Was uh, were, were the Beatles more popular than Lyndon Johnson after JFK got shot?" <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's a pop group versus a political figure all right but i I have to i'm gonna admit i have to do a confession here so i'm gonna be a hypocrite so i get mad at them for (laughs) for using such a thing but uh, i did use it like a a kind of a link bait you know trying you know a a phrase to to get people to click when did you see my tweet yesterday says does this profile picture make me look fat yes i saw that (laughs) of course there was no profile picture (laughs) <laughs> well the thing yeah, actually it is the whole idea is is well like, not the new not like your finished product it's the one you submitted exactly but but i mean the the you know anyway but if you, you guys baited me, Cliff. i did i baited you you read but it it worked let me ask you this though did you find the the blog post interesting yeah oh yeah because I, I mean i thought to myself oh is he updating it actually what i saw was i saw for, i missed yours but i saw your wife's response and i thought oh let me cl-, and i clicked on hers and saw what you she replied to then saw yours and clicked and then read it so i mean i knew what it was going to be about but then i was expecting to see the pick and didn't and thought oh okay so i mean i scrolled down to the bottom because i wasn't seeing it then i saw oh there's not one wait what's he talking about and then started reading yeah and the whole idea is that i'm ordering a new profile picture that, that right. people have been saying man dude you're you're not fat anymore <laughs> which i know that sounds great it's like but, but it's because i'm supposed to take this as a as compliments but right dude, you're not as fat as you used to be so why don't you <laughs> why don't you update your profile picture and i know nobody's ever used that language but that's what that's the way i've always heard it's like dude you're not as fat as you used to be and why don't you go and update that thing so i finally decided that uh you know i was gonna do the thing and of course what i did was i wanted to talk to people and explain because i get asked that question all the time and so this is why i've waited this long to get a new comic avatar made and i also wanted to share i know people are going to ask me oh where where do you get that done because people always ask me that and so now if you go to podcastanswerman.com/profilepicture and that's all one word podcastanswerman.com/profilepicture you can see uh that blog article that we're talking about yeah all right anyway you're not flat fa- flat bleh. you're not flat flanders anymore there we go cuz you had the the mustache and the you know flanders from simpsons so can can Twitter be useful, so, such a useful tool that it can help find a missing girl? Apparently so. Tell me about the story. Especially when celebrities get involved. Um, there, It's in the UK, and there was a 14-year-old girl who basically went, went missing before Christmas. And so people tried to start sending out uh, Twitter messages just saying, Hey, this person's missing. And since, you know, December 15th and there wasn't really any media coverage. So they started a hashtag and they started linking to it. Well, it started to get really big once, uh, Simon Pegg, who is, uh, Scotty from the Star Trek movie, recent one, uh-huh. which I love. And, uh, once that started happening, I mean, it just got, it blew up. They started a Facebook group, that uh, got up to about 2,700 members uh, that was sent up by the, uh, the her family, and uh, they found her. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, social media doing some real good. Social media is more than just finding out what somebody had for lunch? Is that what you're saying? 
Well, I mean, what a revelation. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's the, you know, I still get people who say that. I know. That is hilarious. It, it's crazy how many people just don't I saw, get it. While we're semi on topic, I saw a really funny tweet yesterday about somebody who said, "Yeah, my mom asked me about Twitter. I told her it was a thirteen ninety nine a month charge, and she and that ended the problem right there." Oh no 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 no! Uh, oh, you you it, it was the way it was worded was so much better because Stephanie I know. Stephanie was she actually laughed out loud, and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, let me read to you this tweet that uh, Eric Fisher just retweeted and says, mom asked me about Twitter. Uh, I told her I told her it was a seventeen dollars and nineteen ninety nine or nineteen or seventeen dollar ninety nine cent monthly charge crisis avoided. There you go. <laughs> that is great. So, you know, now I cannot paraphrase. The the I think the big one is the, just the crisis avoided. Crisis avoided. It, I just thought that's hilarious. That I mean, is funny. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? I love the fact that my mom's on Facebook and she reads my tweets because um, it's it, it's it's hilarious because I'll call her up and and or she'll call me, you know, just to see how things are going or whatever. And I'll talk and I say, yeah, I'm doing this because, yeah, I know. And I'm like, and I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and, and we and the, so the kids. Did, yeah, I know. I'm like, why would you call? <laughs> seriously what what did i need this phone call for we've we're we're up to date uh, you could have just clicked like and i would have known ex- you knew exactly just <laughs> like it's uh, anyway it's fun stuff i I like having my mom involved in my social networking it's pretty cool yeah all righty um let's see here blogging forefather seeks to reinvent blogging again dave weiner he's thinking about all kinds of new stuff i what what is he doing he's creating a he wants to create a platform where you're going to create all the content on your own site and then it's going to syndicate it out to the world don't we have all this already well we do and we don't i think then again you can set it up yourself really you could set up your own blog and have that be your home base and then have all the social networks be your spokes from that wheel or from that hub, I should say, to the wheel. Um, I, I'm not exactly totally sure what he's trying to do with this, but I just thought it was interesting. It's called my.reallysimple.org. And I guess from what I'm reading, it's it's a really simplified, you know, just type in, you know, what you're wanting to share and it will archive it as well as syndicate it out to all the places you need. But I don't know. I, I'm not totally sure we need it or not. I'm not convinced. Anyway, folks, if you so, want to read the article, uh, it'll be linked in the in the show notes for Social Media Serenity, episode number 72. Just go to socialmediaserenity.com. Look for episode number 72, and there'll be a link to that article there. Anyway, official client uh, for Twitter is now on the Mac in the brand new, just released today, Apple Mac App Store. It is out there, and I've actually used it. Is it different than the Tweety for the app, or Tweety for the Mac? Uh, It is Tweety for the Mac. Oh, you're talking about, no, this is Twitter for Mac, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking you're asking about... Is it the same as the Tweety? Tweety? It's basically the exact same app. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's just got the official Twitter name and brand now. And it has some of the uh, refresh of the UI that the Twitter for iPhone and iPad have. Does it still have the annoying uh, but yet official um, retweet only? Or does it give you the option to do quoted? 
You know what? I didn't check that. I wanted to. Let me let me open it real quick. I just want to say one of my. I'll say this: it's it's really fast. Is it? Yeah, I clicked it and it was already open before I dropped the doc disappeared real quick. So that's awesome. Um, let's see here. Let's try. Let's try retweeting you. All right. Yeah, it gives you the uh, not you, but uh, you meaning the ramen noodle that I was picking. Yeah, right. when I hit retweet the retweet button on this tweet, it gives me the op- it pops up retweet or quote tweet. Nice. I wish th- so. since that's the official Twitter application, it sure would be nice if they gave me a, an option to quote tweet or retweet um, from the official Twitter website. Oh, I know. I I I've got to stop. I personally need to confess, I need to stop retweeting things from the official site because I personally don't like the official retweet unless I just can't whittle down what that other person said to fit in the 140 once I you know, retweet it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to stop doing that because I, I don't like when others do it, but I seem to just don't care when I do it. So, Hey, Eric, I was just added by K Mollett, M-U-L-L-E-T-T, I was just added to the list for her, and the list is titled Indiana hyphen or hyphen touching hyphen it. Huh. Hmm. So <laughs> I guess because Kentucky uh, uh, it touches does. Indiana, I've been added to that list. And it's Michigan, interesting to see the Iowa, list. Illinois. Oh, I know. Well, and that's a whole other topic I wasn't sure we'd even get into, but man, and you remember when I got Oh, I yeah. I, 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 called, I called you out on it. I'm like, dude. Thing. Check out the screen capture. You, I'm glad you did because I wasn't aware it did that, and then I saw it and caught it. And oh man, I, it, it was it was tweeting like crazy. It went through what twelve, ten to twenty at least, real yeah. quick. Just saying, I was added to this list. I was added to this list. I was added to this list. What was that service called? So people know how to avoid it. Listify. Listify.com. Yes. All right. And does it have the option to actually use the service but not tweet out for you automatically? I believe so, but I just got ticked and just shut it off. All right, folks, if you go and check out Listify, which, by the way, I'll, I'll try to add that to the uh, chat room as Eric tells us, then uh, actually introduces the next one while he asks me the question of what this thing is. But anyway, uh, if you try, try out, was it Listify? Listify. List, let see let's see here. Listify. List O Fi or List If I. Which is it? And I'll put it L- in L I S. T-I-F-Y. All right. So listify.com. If you try to this service out, make sure you go into the settings and tell it not to tweet every time somebody adds you uh, because it will, I mean, it will, if people are adding you to lists a lot, uh, it will it will be crazy. So there you go. Anyway, I, I think, by the way, I think it's great to have a service out oh, it's, there. It's not listify. It's list notify. <laughs> Oh, well, let me update the chat room again. So just pull, (laughs) add a no in there. (laughs) List N-O-T-I-F-Y. So that's, here we go. Okay. Well, uh, what the next thing I'll say is this. If you want to be notified of lists, uh, I use Boxcar. And the latest edition of Boxcar on the iOS, uh, if you go in and add your Twitter account, there's the ability for it to tell you every time you've been added to a list. And that's how I just got notified of that. And there's another one I use, which is uh, List Watcher, where you can set it up to where you only just get a DM message when you have been. Mm-hmm. And and uh, 
So if you want to be notified, or you can have it just send you the email, and you can create a filter so you can just go in and periodically check that in your email, which I prefer to do. Gotcha. So I just put in the show notes, be careful if you use listnotify.com. That's what you said, right? Yes. All right. Got it. All right. What is Moolala and is it too good to be true? Did you actually click on my link on this when I linked to it the other day? I did. I, I, don't, I wasn't sure if it was you that I got that from or if it was somebody else from the, because I know it was somebody from the 48 Days community that was talking about it. Gotcha. So, well, well let me tell you, friends, if you, if you want to go to gspn.tv slash moolala, and that's M-O-O-L-A-L-A, M-O-O-L-A-L-A, gspn.tv slash moolala. I will tell you that is an affiliate link. If you decide to check, uh, sign up for it, um, it doesn't cost you a single penny. And I'm going to tell you that I am a little skeptical, but at the same time, I'm holding back my skepticism because I know some people that are behind this. And uh, so b- before we go any further with that, let me just tell you what it is. Uh, we've heard of Groupon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole social coupon experience. Well, Moolala is kind of like that. And if you click on, if you go to gspn.tv slash moo la la, you, you will actually have a, a page that pulls up and it'll say subscribe now and ask you to enter your email address. But there's a little button above that that says watch, or there's a little link that says watch our video to learn more. Let me click play on this video and I think the audio is good enough to explain this. You've probably figured out that Moolala's daily deals can save you a ton of money on food, attractions, merchandise, and, well, you name it. But did you know that you can make a ton of money, too, just by spreading the word about Moolala? We're not talking about a referral fee, if that's what you're thinking. We're talking substantial bona fide income. We call it the pay matrix. Here's how it works. Let's say you buy a $100 voucher. Moolala pays you 2% or $2. Of course, you'd have to buy a lot of $100 vouchers for that to amount to much. That's where the pay matrix comes in. Invite your friends. And when they sign up because of you, you'll start to see what all the excitement is about. See, you get paid 2% on every purchase your friends make. Forever. And not just your friends, but their friends, and their friends' friends, and their friends' friends' friends. It's a 2% five-level matrix, and you get paid on every purchase that's made by anyone in your pay matrix. With the power of social networking, that could be thousands of people in no time. So give it a try. Everyone likes getting great deals. Everyone likes making money. Follow the steps to refer your friends. If they say they're not interested, they'll never hear from us again. But if they see the same potential you do, you'll see your pay matrix and your income grow faster than you ever could have imagined (laughs) sounds too good to be true and of course it does it's it is a social networking multi-level marketing kind of deal Hmm. yeah i'll tell you i i was very skeptical but then the person who told me about it told me who is one of the co-founders or what yeah co-founders and his name is john dale j-o-n-d-a-l-e in fact if you go to johndale.com you can read his most recent blog post that talks a little bit about this and let me uh let me go to that so that i can actually tell you what the uh the title of that blog post is otherwise you wouldn't know it was anything to do with this moolala it's called the blog post is titled the new capital all right so that okay so check that out 
he talks a little bit about this. By the way, I'm going to have John Dale uh, sometime over the next couple, within the next couple weeks, he's going to be interviewed on Business Tech Weekly. And the reason why I was able to get him on here uh, is because John Dale is, is very closely connected to people like Seth Godin. Uh, in fact, he was one of the very few people to be allowed to attend uh, Seth Godin's alternative MBA program. Uh, he's also very connected to uh, a good friend of mine and a client, uh, Dan Miller, the guy who wrote 48 Days to the Work You Love and who is connected to, you know, Dave Ramsey. And then, uh, you know, and not only that, but he's also uh, helped found or maybe founded, I'm not sure, uh, or is a part of something to do with uh, Squidoo and and just a bunch of other wonderful things. So, and and everybody I know who knows John Dale are people that are at the top of my list of people who I respect and trust. Right. All right. So, so the only people I know who know John Dale personally are at the top of the top of the top of the top of the people that I know and trust. And nobody I've ever talked to has said anything other than absolutely amazing things about this guy. And he is behind this, this moolala, which tells me that this isn't some schwindler deal and I wouldn't even think, even even with the whole, you know, John Dale's a great guy and blah, 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 and he's actually had a lot of success with some things, and he's he's connected to the top of the top of the people that I'm connected to, um, and all of this other stuff, I would still be skeptical because it's multi-level marketing, but with the success of Groupon, which, by the way, I don't understand. I don't understand why Groupon's as big as it is, but Groupon is huge. And and I think that that what Moolala offers is so much more and it's along the same lines. And here's the thing. If I was an advertiser on Moolala and I wanted to advertise my product and give, you know, the substantial discount to everybody who signed up, guess what? I don't get I don't pay for advertising on their service. I only give a commission if I make sales. Right. And of course, that commission, of course, goes a portion of that goes to Moolala, such as it should. And and if you think about their pay scale, 10% of the sale goes to 2% each for each of the pay matrix. Yeah. So it, I'm telling you, when I sit down and I look at this, it is a it is an app. I mean, the idea, the concept is out of this world. Awesome. There there in my mind, I cannot think of a single negative other than the whole idea of inviting people, your social networking, you know, and, and stuff like that. The only, the only downside to any of this is that it is multi-level marketing. Right. But I don't, I, I, you know what? I'm not opposed to multi-level marketing. I, I personally, I don't like Amway. I don't think there's anything wrong with that company, but I don't like it uh, just because of some of the, you know, the, the, you know, the practices of, uh, you know, trying to attract people that that certainly shouldn't be involved in any business whatsoever, uh, and and stuff like that. And um, you know, the thing is, though, is that there is there. I mean, outside of inviting people to something that might not work, that's the only downside. Right. Well, and the, and the one other thing I can see as a downside is I can't find any deals near me yet. It's brand new. It just launched. Yeah. It just so. launched. 
So it's, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, invite people to go see, you know, how they can make money. It's like, oh, cool. What's it about? Well, you get, it's kind of like Groupon and you get, you get deals and stuff. But then they're like, well, I don't see any deals. Well, I and then they what, don't sign up. Group, well, you know the thing I mean? is, is Groupon, when I, when I first started hearing about Groupon, there wasn't any deals there either. Exactly. You know, but here's the thing. The, the, the only thing is, is that this, I guess there's going to be a potential for this to work for a lot of people. But I mean, eventually everybody in my circle is going to get, you know, if this becomes something big, everybody in my circle is eventually going to already be invited. But right. I mean, is, I, I don't know. Here's the here's the thing. I, I don't know if it's too good to be or true or not. All I have to say is that, you know, I am I am signed up. I went ahead and signed up immediately after I saw it. Um, and, and, and the only reason I did that because I know, liked and trusted the individual who told me about it and everybody else's, you know, credibility that they've brought to this man's name. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe it has some potential, but I, I just want to say I'm highly skeptical. But the thing is, is I also, you know, if it does work out, man, I'd love to be at the top of referring a lot of people. And that's why I'm encouraging people. If you are, if you want to check it out and you want to look and see what it's all about and you think it might have potential, sign up, go to gspn.tv slash moolala and uh, w- let's see if we can't you know, make this thing happen. But at the same time, uh, I'll be announcing here on social media Serenity in the future when we get a confirmation. Uh, my virtual assistant is going to be working with his assistant to schedule something a few weeks out for him to be on Business Tech Weekly. So Nice. Very interesting stuff. Moolala. Awesome. Anyway, so do we have anything else? We have one more thing. Uh, voice we note. have, do you have time voicemail. For and yeah, we do. Hey, I just got your show notes email. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Google's working for you again. Yes. All right. So here's Doug. He wants to know. He's got a question about Twitter. Hey, Cliff. Um, this is Doug in Atlanta calling for the uh, Social Media Serenity podcast. You were uh, listening to the recent uh, one of the recent episodes about uh, Twitter raising all this money. Now they're worth billions and billions of dollars, and uh, you didn't quite understand what's why is the media, you know, reporting it the way it is? They're just more in debt. They just they're not profitable yet. And it reminds me of about ten years ago during the tech bubble when you know companies would uh, uh, would tell the media, "Hey, look, we just got this much more venture capital funding and this much more, you know, money from you know from the banks and whatnot, and we're burning through a hundred thousand a month and you know all that sort of stuff." And it was like a badge of honor. And then when the bubble popped, where'd they go? You know. Um, it's 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 almost like uh, Twitter is do is, is repeating history and not learning from it. So I'm not sure exactly what that means for them. Whether that at some point they'll just be so indebted that they have to uh, you know file for bankruptcy and I don't know somebody else take them over, or if there is some massively amazing uh, monetization that they come up with that is just going to save them from you know uh, debtor's prison. I have no idea, but it's just it's it's I'm catching deja vu all over again. At the time, in the late 90s, my mom called me and she said, Oh, honey, I understand that you guys are doing some stuff with the web, and we were working on a web, uh, web front end for a business system, you know, so you could access it from the, from the web. Well, there's all these companies that said, Mom, 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 we sell something, you know. We give them something. They give us money. That's the difference, you know. Uh, Twitter, not so much. So I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with them, but it'll be interesting to watch. Thank you very much. All right. Doug, thank you very much. Do you think that Twitter's going to have a burst? I don't. 
I don't think so either. I don't think so. And it's funny that we talked that he brought that up again as we talked about the Facebook getting money thing. I think I think we're going to even though Twitter really still has no real way of making their own money even though they're trying to. Mhm. Cuz I just don't see promoted tweets or anything like that through when I'm using it. So I don't know how they're making money other than fundraising. <laughs> yeah. Investment. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't. I don't think. I don't see how they. I don't know about the money. You know, these people getting their money back. But I mean, Twitter. The thing is, is tw- there's no shortage of ideas of ways that Twitter can monetize the attention that they have on a daily basis. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's just, there's. I don't. I just don't understand why they're not turning to monetization rather than turning to people who are giving them money that they have to owe money back to. I, it just it boggles my mind, but you know it is what it is. Uh, but and, and of course, you know, I, I I guess I just don't have my mind wrapped around startup and funding and and all of that other stuff. I mean, but but at the same time, you know, I I think if if I'm not mistaken, that John Dale he has a uh, if I looked, I, I think there was a uh, thing in here. Hold on, uh, how to lead a tribe? Your deadline or mine? Here you go. Five reasons to consider venture capital. Number one, the people on the VC team. Number two, uh, you need to expand more quickly than bootstrapping allows. Number three, you need to scale quickly. Number four, you're building uh, to be acquired. And uh, number five, venture capital leads to more venture capital. So, uh, so I, get, I mean, I, I can see, you know, if you had a big idea that you were pretty certain that was going to take off, uh, I can see maybe that there is reason for it. And, uh, you know. I think Twitter still has a lot of growth and uh, I don't see any problem with them waiting to make money. I mean, obviously Facebook didn't make money right away and look at them now. They're a very profitable company. So, and they, they were around longer. So exactly. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it for this week's show. Anything else you wanted to share, Eric? Um, one of the things I committed to doing was creating more content while I was off and I have been doing so. So, Eric J. Fisher, Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R dot com is where my WordPress blog is now. Sweet. And it's not polished, but that's not going to stop me from writing. Very cool. I can't wait. I'm going to go. I'm going to go subscribe to my reader now. Eric with the letter K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R dot com. Eric Fisher's blog. Go check it out. Folks, give us a call at 859-795-4067 with thoughts and comments on the show. And of course, if you uh, like this show, you can help support the content we produce here by becoming a gspn.tv plus member. Check out more information at gspn.tv slash plus. Until next week, we encourage you to join the community. 